The young ladies in Los Angeles running around covered in a coating of beans and, and champagne and urine and... <laughs> <laughs> Did you run into the GTOs in yeah. Miss Pamela? Yeah, they, they, they hobbled off. <laughs> 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 they're nice, 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 uh, back in May of 1969, when they played the Boston Tea Party again. <clears throat> I was going to include more stuff, but then I realized that it was from May and not January. So it wasn't really germane to the topic at hand. However, that little snippet was funny and gross and filthy and young and rock and roll. Did you guys hang out with the GTOs when you are in Los Angeles? Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs> and that uh, description of women covered in champagne and beans in urine, uh, that was a nod to, well, you read Hammer of the Gods. <clears throat> I don't endorse it, but by God, I will die to defend their right to do it. And my goodness. My goodness, these boys. I told you, you get to live like Caligula, you're going to live like Caligula. Because they were all normal, nice young men, except for Jimmy. And uh, when they hit the States, and what do you do when you're given everything on a platter? You help yourself. Anyway, that's uh, that's my jealousy talking. So... Here's the deal for, oh, hello and welcome to episode 94 of the Heart of Markness Led Zeppelin podcast. I don't know which episode it is, but God damn it, I know it's a good one. Here's the deal. I am playing one of the best Led Zeppelin shows ever, and maybe the best Jimmy show of all time. All that's subjective, but... You're a liar if this show isn't in your top five performance-wise. Now, this is January 26th, 1969. Just like two weeks, maybe, after Zeppelin 1 was released. They've been in the States for less than a month. They're young, they're hungry, they're wild. This night, this is that legendary night where they allegedly played for four hours. A band who's been around for one, two, three, four, four months, five months. They've existed for less than half a year. Oh my God. Two of them are, wait, hang on. Da, 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 da. Two of them are 20 years old, I think. Anyway. This is that legendary show at the Boston Tea Party, which is uh, was the former Masonic Hall, so it's really nice in there. And there's iconic one of the iconic Zeppelin photos is uh, a sweaty Jimmy in like almost like a macrame tank top hippie thing, shiny with sweat, playing as Les Paul in front of a, just a wrapped wrapped audience on like this um 
auditorium and and it's built in like a greek temple style because it's a masonic it was a masonic temple so it's just um it's just neat and um that was from may because it was sweaty and he had his les paul however this january show is where you just got to hear it but here's the caveat the sound quality is dodgy it is fairly distorted and here's the biggest problem you can hardly hear robert it's very jimmy i mean the recorder was obviously on jimmy's side of the stage um you can still hear it and jimmy is playing very clear i mean you can hear jimmy no problem you can hear jonesy no problem you can hear bonzo robert is way in the background way in the background like he's not even on a pa not all the time but for a lot of the time um it's a it's going to be a rough one to listen to maybe but you have to hear it because it is one of the best things you're ever going to hear in your life and this is just the quality of recording we have it's not garbage it's not garbage but you know i like to present you with quality the best, at least the best quality I can for the shows I present. Sometimes I bring it to you and they're kind of dodgy audience. This is one of those times. So if you hear it and you can't handle it, I understand. No harm, no foul. See you next week when I do Providence 1973, which is a very, very nice sounding show indeed. But this show is unbelievable. Jimmy is unbelievable i think it's his best night i'm not alone in thinking that and i'm so enthused because um there was a listening party playing this and i popped in and listened to it and i was just reminded because i didn't really pay much attention to it even though I, i had it at one point because it doesn't sound that great it is unbalanced but jimmy holy shit jimmy and the band you know, I played, uh, I did an episode on Jan- on the January 5th, 1969 show, Fillmore East, I think, or Winterland, I don't know. Definitely January 5th. Yeah, definitely Wapner. Um, and that was a little wild, almost, almost, you know, like those old black and white films of the Keystone Cop chases and the car rounds, rounds, rounds the corner, round, 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 rounds the corner and uh, gets up on two wheels. And you're like, oh, boom, and it, and, it, and it gets back down. That's how Zeppelin were on the 5th of January. This, just three weeks later, is tight but loose Led Zeppelin. 100%. And Jimmy's playing stuff I've never heard him play before. There is cool shit thrown in that you never hear again. And um, it's just incredible. I 100% believe that they could have played four hours on this night. Because, you know, we've all heard those shows where, um, you know, I've pointed out where the audience is just blown away. Where Led Zeppelin is like, you know, crowd surfing on the adulation, just held levitating from the collective love and awe of of their performance this is like that 
in a almost in a club. <laughs> you know, it's it. There's just a few hundred people there, and and uh, maybe a thousand. I don't know. It, I don't know. It's a club. It's the Boston Tea Party. It's 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 a uh, small venue. It's not. All right. I'm going to go down that rabbit hole of trying to parse this out. Anyway, not a lot of people comparatively, you know, considering they played to hundreds of thousands later on. Um, And they were just blown away. And it's even better because it's the first time. These guys are brand new. So there are people who are going crazy. And you can hear it. And there's a lot of women in the audience, too. Because it is a small audience, you can hear individual people. Um. And, and you can hear them going, yay, when they play, you know, how many more times? Because they're like, oh, I love that song, that new song that I love for the first time. And it's it's not just the first time they've heard it because they just discovered it. Like even now there are people discovering Led Zeppelin. It's the first time they've heard it because it just came out brand new. You know, these guys did not exist just weeks before. And now they're on the air and they're taking over everything. And Boston is a rock and roll town. You've got, I mean, there's, there's a thousand colleges in Boston, but that's not why it's rock and roll. It's because it's a blue collar working man's town and there's college and there's business and a lot of finance and a lot of money. And one thing all of those groups like to do is go fucking crazy. And where do you go fucking crazy? At a concert. And what are you going to do? You're going to go see Led Zeppelin. And you're going to lose your goddamn mind. And everybody's going to be talking like, how do you like them apples? Big Goodwill hunting. And you're going to have, you're going to just love it. Boston's a great rock and roll town. And it, it's a, it's a hard town. And I have never met funnier people. And I'm so glad that I grew up in that area. And I'm so glad I'm not there anymore. <laughs> All right. Thank you for being my therapist. What was I talking about? January 26, 1969 at the Boston Tea Party. Led Zeppelin. I mean, these guys are probably still driving around in rented trucks. You know, everybody crammed in. They were still sharing hotel rooms at this point. Um, they may or may not have been an opening act. They probably weren't. They probably finagled stuff right away or switched places with people. But, you know, it wasn't like they were opening for the doors or anything like this, but they blew the doors off the Boston Tea Party. All right. Caveat emptors. And get ready to hear the best Jimmy guitar playing. (laughs) At least the most interesting. I mean, he's on another level here. And I'm going to start with communication breakdown and yes that is out of sequence but listen to how he starts it have you ever heard this you've heard him fuck around a little bit this is a man on top of his game 100 focused just channeling that muse that is flowing through him resistance free the pipes haven't been clogged up yet he hasn't turned his face from the sun and he is just radiant communication breakdown Again, apologize for the the unbalanced sound, but Jesus Christ, listen to this band. (laughs) 
Let he who has ears hear. Wasn't that amazing? Yes, I know the recording. And and some of you, that's a deal breaker. I get it. Adios. I'll see you next week, hopefully. However, it's not that bad. Only Robert is almost absent. But even then, what you're hearing is what's coming straight onto the mic that's next to Jimmy's guitar amp. It's not coming from the PA. The PA is up over his head, probably. And the boys are probably way more powerful than the house PA anyway at that point. It was 1969, just kind of the very genesis of the big stage experience and bands that actually played well and had good sound systems and weren't just you know, wearing suits with ties and the guitars up by their collarbones, smiling and singing about how, gosh darn it, they sure do love that girl. I'd like to hold your hand and walk you home. The end. And then Led Zeppelin comes out and goes, hey, come here. Touch it. Sorry. I won't go further. That was crude as it is. But, uh, Holy mackerel, the band was crude as it is. I regret nothing. All right. Wasn't that amazing? I don't know who that guy was playing guitar. I almost didn't recognize the style. And it's interesting hearing him play that's the, the telly. And not the Les Paul. And just be so. I don't know. Cool. He was very Fonzie. And very swaggery and pulling everything off and just the bent notes and the kind of Dwayne Eddy sound and some of the, you know, there's a, there's a scoop of Hendrix in that as well. And already having Bonzo and Jonesy being so responsive to what Jimmy's playing and propping him up and supporting him and building him up and setting the stage. As he gets intense, they get intense. Bonzo can already tell that Jimmy's going to be working up to a flurry of notes so that when Jimmy hits that flurry of notes, Bonzo's there with a flurry of snare rolls. And just, um, whew, what a good band, what a good band, what a good band, what a good band. All righty. We're going to jump around a little and play now. The lemon, it would, it, it, it's what would turn into the lemon song, but it isn't the lemon song yet. It's still uh, killing for who the fuck is texting me? Oh, it's got to be Dale. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's my daughter. Goodness gracious. My youngest daughter is ill. Poor girl. <sighs> okay, back on track, ladies and gentlemen. Killing Floor. Uh, it turns into the Lemon Song and then gets recorded as the Lemon Song. And there's even parts of this. In fact, I think there's a Squeeze My Lemon in here. It is a shorter clip. It's not the entire song. But um, it is good. It is good. You know, if you can bear with the unbalanced sound... And if you're here, you know what? I'm going to stop saying that because if you've made it through and you're still with me, you're going to live with it. Okay, cool. Let's move forward and listen to this. Holy shit, is it good, guys? Holy shit, is it good? I can't get over the fact that this is these guys coming out of the gate. 
They're coming out of the gate. It's like evolution in fast motion. They're the fish that crawled from the ocean. And, you know, it's they're only three steps up the shore and already, you know, they're mammals and they're hominids and they're two more steps away from going into outer space. And the rest of us are still back in the ocean going, did that guy just fucking get out of the water and walk away? Um, unbelievable. All right. Since it is unbelievable, let's fucking hear it. Shall we? Okie dokie. I'm going to see what's up with my daughter while you all listen to killing floor. Welcome to the killing floor, yeah? Stay away from the sluice. Here we go.
thought that uh was cut off it was not and the sound was much better i should have led with that track sweet talked you and then brought you in and hit you on the head with communication breakdown but boy 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 did you hear that flurry of notes that jimmy just threw in there threw it in there once in the boom you know with the with the walking bass line boom 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 so good Jesus Christ. Those boys. That's January, I remind you. January 1969. Their first tour. Their first North American tour. People only knew who they were. They've only known who they were for two weeks. Their albums went out for two fucking weeks. And they came in and just annihilated the place with sheer power and talent and tightness and virtuosity and generous a generous spirit generosity of spirit they play together jonesy's listening to jimmy listening to bonzo listening to robert and they're playing off each other and they're all in it to win it and they're all going out there this is their a game because they're coming out there not to play to their fans but to win these people over to turn these people into fans so that however many people were at that show that night the next day everybody they knew heard about it and then they bought the albums and they became fans and that's how this band got popular they earned it word of mouth holy shit 
Can you imagine if there's a tape of this entire show, if it was a four-hour thing, and they're playing Yardbirds tunes, and they're playing Beatles tunes, and they're playing, they're set all over again. (laughs) Because the people just wouldn't leave. And they, oh man. Anyway, wool gathering. All right, I'm glad that was good. I got one more for you. One more. And it is how many more times? And again, I was going to do Dazed and Confused because, I mean, every song on this set is insane. So you can download this entire show. It's two discs. And you can own this for yourself and hear everything they played because I'm not going to make a two-parter out of this just because of the dodgy sound quality. Um, You know, I got to keep it keep the mass appeal and uh i don't know i always hear from people when i play dodgy sources and i get it i totally get it that's why i pepper the episode with caveats and disclaimers so nobody's like and he wouldn't let me leave he kept playing it and playing it and i'm like this doesn't sound good i know i know so next week it'll sound good this week, it sounds fine, but I mean, I definitely have bootleg ears and I'm wearing headphones and, you know, I have a slight bias. <laughs> so that's why it's not going to be a two-parter, even though I could play this whole fucking thing. Jesus. Uh, the more I think about the idea of a listening party, the more I like it. So um, I'll if and when I do them, they will probably be on YouTube because that looks easy as hell. And I know how to do it because uh, you can find me on YouTube. You can find me on everything that you find podcasts on because you're listening to a podcast now, aren't you? I'm also on Twitter and Facebook and Spotify, another place where you can find podcasts. Search for The Heart of Markness. You'll find me. Heartofmarkness.com is where you will find the shows that I cover. Not just the songs that I play, the whole damn recording for you in your hot little hands or your hot little hard drive free of charge. Heartofmarkness.com. This is free music and it should remain free. Why pay for bootlegs when you can get the recordings for free? often in better quality, or at least the same. Alrighty, friendos. Oh yeah, and if you like what I do and you like how I do it, you are welcome to invite it to go to patreon.com slash heartofmarkness and see what I have to offer. Last night, I just did another patron-only episode, and you can't hear it! What if it was good? It was good. What was the topic? Go to patreon.com and you'll see. All right, how many more times we will play it right now? And it is good. It's I chose this over Dazed and Confused because, man, there's more going on. I don't know. They're both winners. One thing Dazed and Confused had, oh, I don't know if Dazed and Confused has it. I think Dazed does have it, uh, and not how many more times. During uh, Jimmy's violin bow and Robert's singing, Robert starts singing... Um, a little bit of shapes of things to come, the Yardbirds tune. Cause you know, just a couple months before they're touring Scandinavia as the new Yardbirds and they're playing a Yardbirds heavy set. Cause there was still the Yardbirds kind of. So Jimmy's doing the wow, you know, and uh, Robert's singing come tomorrow. 
Very, very cool. So how come you didn't play that, Mark? Because I'm playing this. Enjoy.
violin bow for your love? Beautiful. The virtuosity and command of the instrument he had that night unparalleled. Man, this show, it's limitless and limited. Uh, go to hardomarkness.com and grab it. It's not up there tonight because it's late. It's Wednesday, actually. I'm getting this out late because it's uh, how I roll. Or I can get it out tremendously early. I don't know. We'll see. All right, friendos. That's the, one of the best shows I've ever heard. And I've never heard Jimmy play like that. My God. Hope there's more. And I hope someday we get to hear it. Okay, my friends. I will uh, be back this weekend with the Classic Rock episode, maybe two. And uh, then next week with Providence 73. All righty. Thank you very much for listening and be good to yourselves and each other. Bye-bye.